Okay, so now this is the top 10 of uh, best 90 soundtrack songs. Uh, we did our 11 through 20 last time, and now this is the, the big one, the top 10. And joining me again is the great John Lamoureux from the Hustle Podcast. John, what's going on? Uh, things are good. Thank you, Noel. <laughs> yeah. 11 through 20 was great. Both our choices were great. I listened to some of the songs you had on there, the ones I didn't know, and they were really, really great. Mm, same. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, and this is our top 10. Uh, same rules apply. The song had to appear on the soundtrack before the artist album. Uh, that eliminated a lot of songs for me. I think it did for you as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, ones that would have been in the top 10 for me, like uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal, which was on the Batman Forever soundtrack. Also, Love Fool by Cardigans, which was on Romeo and Juliet. Both were on previous albums. So those did not make the, the list. But I was surprised that one of my songs I thought was on this artist's album before it was on the soundtrack. But luckily, the soundtrack came out first. So mm. the song was eligible. So I was very excited. So Good. I, um, I, ho- I hope I kept those rules <laughs> i you may there's two on here that i can think of where you might take issue with them but right whatever <laughs> it's i won't take okay. issue but it's fine <laughs> okay 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 so um all right number 10 is yours okay for starters i want to mention one thing and this is the one i was speaking to you about earlier this would have made my list if i had bent the rules slightly uh chris isaac's wicked game okay technically was released as a single in 1989, but it didn't do anything until it was on the Wild at Heart soundtrack, which came out in 1990, and then it entered the top 10 in 1991. So that song didn't do anything until the 90s, but because it was released near the end of 89, I eliminated it. Otherwise, that would have been very near the top of my top 10. So I wanted to make sure that's my one shout out. Okay, that's now, a great song. for number 10, yes it is, sexiest song of all time, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, now, my number 10 song is the one that you, I don't know if you'll even know it, so you probably won't care, but I, <laughs> this is one where I heard it on the soundtrack, but I don't, it may have come out beforehand. It's by a band called Babel, and the song is called Tribe, and it's on the With Honors soundtrack. Shattered in your 
What's really interesting about this is that Babel is actually the Thompson twins. Yes, it is. Yeah. So when Tom Bailey and Alana Curry decided to sort of retire the Thompson twins moniker, they started this new thing called Babel. And again, it's very ethereal trip hop. It's great. It is so good. And I first heard them with their song Tribe on the With Honor soundtrack, which is a really great soundtrack, by the way. Yes, it is. Most of what's on that soundtrack is found stuff, you know, that, that existed elsewhere. I assume this song did too. I don't know for sure. And how close they were to each other, I don't know that either. But I, I went with it because, uh, I mean, it's, I always associate this song with that soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. I'm going for it. I don't care if that makes you mad. Nope. Uh, you know what? If I like the song, like the artist, yeah. it's fine. You know, and yeah, it's okay. um, yeah, it's it's where the soundtrack is better than the movie, definitely. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Great choice. Great choice. Okay. Also, I, I feel the soundtrack, or maybe the song, definitely that I picked number ten is better than the movie. It's a title track to the to the movie Anywhere But Here by Katie Lang. I'm, I'm not a big country fan. Let me uh-huh. stop by. Let me start over. I hate country music. 
I, I wouldn't listen to it if it was in my backyard. Wow. That being said, I really like Katie Lang. I think she kind of like hovers between the pop and country a, a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a mixture of the two. And I, I, I enjoy that. So maybe most of the country music now, I guess, is considered like maybe pop country, but I won't give the time of that day. Sorry. Yeah. Don't at me. Okay. But, but <laughs> this song I really, really enjoy. It's, um, it's with Susan Sarandon and Natalie Portman in the movie. Mm-hmm. They play uh, mother, daughter. And it's just, you know, it's a very like, you're taking a road trip. You're going to play this song. You'll lower yeah. the windows down. You'll just blast it. It's also impossible to find. It's not on yeah. any of Katie Lang's stuff. So it's like a YouTube. It's not even on any streaming services. So it's like, thank God for YouTube. So you, you can listen to the song. I don't even know if the soundtrack is available to buy anymore. It might be, a, you know, a used copy and import that someone's going to, you know, sell for 50 bucks. But it's just, you know, it's a great road trip song. Yeah. So that's my number 10. Interesting. I don't know this one. Um, I, too, I have a lot of respect for Katie Lang. I don't. I don't seek out all of her albums or anything, but there's no question she has one of the greatest voices ever of all time. And I'm not a big country guy either, but I do love classic country. Okay. Like the old school, you know, Johnny Cash and Buck Owens and Roger Miller and those kind of guys. And I see her more from that school than I do the current, you know, pop country school, which I don't care for either. She's such a classicist, and that voice mixed with that kind of song, I love that stuff. So this, I'm really interested. I'm going to have to hear this song. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can find it on YouTube. It's very easy to find there. It's, you know, yeah. it's a very, you know, fun song. <laughs> good. Okay. Uh, well, good. Well, this is a song I think most people will know or remember. Um, it's Folk Implosion's Natural One from mm-hmm. the Kids soundtrack. Okay. This is my number nine. Take it inside 
Um, this did you see this movie? Do you remember this movie? Uh, yeah, very disturbing. Yes, very disturbing. So let me paint you a picture here, listeners. Um, yeah. I go to you know I go to BYU for college, uh, uh, Mormon University. Everyone, there's an honor code. You have to follow these certain rules in order to be found worthy, in order to go to BYU. It's a very strict, conservative environment. I'm doing the best I can to follow those rules, but artistically, I like edgier things. I like indie movies. I like rock and roll. I like whatever. And we're not Amish or anything, but it is, you know, it's more conservative maybe than, you know, a free-thinking, artistic environment. So Kids is playing at a theater in Salt Lake City, which is like 45 miles outside of Provo, where I was going to college. And uh, I really wanted to see this movie. So I had to find a girl, because I'm single at the time, I had Mm -hmm. to find a girl who's kind of with me artistically on this stuff, you know? Someone who would go drive to the big city to see this really sketchy movie and not feel guilty about it afterwards. So I managed to do that. We go and see kids. This movie is a trip. Um, uh, I'd never seen anything like it. I don't think I've seen it since, but I remember at the time just being so blown away with it. And there are a lot of good songs, uh, surprisingly, on this soundtrack. But this is the one that got huge. If you don't know it by name, you'll know it as soon as you hear it. Natural One from Folk Implosion. Right. Yeah, good one. I know the song. And like you, I haven't seen the movie since I first saw it many years ago. And it's one of those movies that I don't think I can watch again. It's like one of those just like (laughs) one-offs. Yep, yep. And it's not like that it's a bad movie. It was just like one of those just like, you know. Yeah. Okay, I saw it. It's it's good. I'll move on. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah that's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My number nine. I'm uh, in our last episode. I had a song from the Pump Up the Volume soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So I'm picking another one uh, by the Cowboy Junkies. They did mm-hmm. a cover of Robert Johnson's "Me and the Devil Blues."
Robert Johnson, legendary um, blues singer, and this song goes back to 1937. Mm. And it's just like a very, you know, devil knocks on the door. It's basically, it's your time to go. But the, in, the instrumental lead off the song is, is long, and then you hear Margot Timmons' very, you know, mm-hmm. like angelic voice. And it's just, it's a tremendous cover. The song's been covered a ton of times, but this version of it is just, it's beautiful. Also, only on the soundtrack, can't find it anyplace else. But it's, yeah. you know, I love the song and I hope uh, listeners will as well. Good, good. Cowboy Junkies are great. I love right? them. Yeah. 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 And you were lucky enough to have them on your show. And yeah. I was sitting over here super jealous of you. <laughs> um, I will say, as great as they are, they are, they can get a little sleepy. Now, I don't think you need to own every single Cowboy Junkies album. Trinity Sessions, maybe one or two others, and you're probably good, or Greatest Hits. But um, uh, I, I don't remember this song very well, but I'm sure I'll like it because I dig them. So this is a, a good pick. i got to go check this one out, too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, now, for number eight. Um, okay. So the soundtrack to the movie In the Name of the Father, okay. which was a Daniel Day-Lewis movie in the early 90s, has it's another one that has more um the kinks are on there there's it's like fat you know existing a lot of existing material well that album is bookended by two of my very favorite songs of the 90s excellent stuff the first track on the album is called in the name of the father by bono and gavin friday who did the score i already played that song on one of the pods and sods episodes that i did so I went with the other best song on that album, which is Sinead O'Connor's You Made Me the Thief of Your Heart, which closes out the album. You made me cold, and you made me hard, and you made me let me
Um, it's so powerful, and uh, and it's got that kind of Irish martial drumming. It's got it's just really, uh, you know, it kind of peps you up, makes you feel like your heart's going to explode. She has a great voice. Um, the one weird thing about this song is that it's kind of long. It's a little over six minutes long, and it feels like the fade out takes about a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. It's sort of odd, but anyway, it, I love this track, and uh, so I'm going to go with that one. All right, good choice. I, I don't know this one, so I'll have to. Definitely check yeah. it out. But uh, no, that movie was great. And the song is also available on her greatest hits, by the way. If you felt like you needed one Sinead O'Connor album, you, you may as well get the greatest hits. It's on there, too. Right. Okay. Yeah, good to know. Because, I mean, I'm a, I am like Sinead O'Connor. I don't, I don't have that album, though. But, you know, yeah. Before she went all, you know, nuts. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, great choice. Uh, my number, uh, number eight song is by a band, Eve's Plum. And ah. They get their name obviously from uh, the actress Eve Plum from you know play Jan Brady. Uh, uh-huh. This is from the Higher Learning soundtrack, and uh, <laughs> recently, the great John Singleton passed away, the director of yeah. that movie. Um, this song is called "I."
it's such a great song and the lead singer of the band her name is Colleen Fitzpatrick you might not know that name but you might know what her stage name became later vitamin c oh really the whole graduation yeah yeah so you know she goes from like a real punk background which was eve's plum to you know the poppy vitamin c a great you know transformation because uh you know that song kind of stuck in you in your head forever that graduation song but if you don't know eve's plum's work check it out it's great and higher learning that movie it was very powerful but it was a little, little extreme mm-hmm. you know like um i was in college at the time and when people go to college you know especially when you're a freshman you know it's, you're new you're kind of on your own so there's a lot of transformations in people you know uh-huh. personalities whether hang out and I, I felt that movie did that as well uh-huh. more or less to some extreme you know michael rapport's character and you know whatnot but uh very powerful movie and yeah. the soundtrack is tremendous as well I, th- yeah. I think a lot of the songs were lifted from other places as well, if I remember correctly. But mm-hmm. uh, this song wasn't, and it's a tremendous song. Uh, so, a few things. Number one, this song was my number 21. Oh, it was wow. the last one okay. that got cut. So I'm really glad that you're playing it so it can get some representation. Uh, number two, I feel you on John Singleton, and he's going to make an appearance later on in my list. I thought so. <laughs> Yeah. And number three. Um, yeah, that movie, I, again, I saw it in college and uh, it, it, it isn't subtle, you know, it's, right. yeah. <laughs> it's beating you over the head with its messaging. However, at that time, at that age, being the same age as the people in this movie, it really resonated with me. Yes. I thought it was a very powerful movie for what it was. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Okay. You're good. Okay, good pick. Um, now, let me go to we're on number seven, I think. Right. Yes. Okay, this is another one you may have an issue with. <laughs> I um, so is everything on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack existing work? I I think so. I, I may be wrong. Is I it? think so. But, huh. Okay. But let's well, let's you, you complete your case. <laughs> okay. So my favorite song on that album is "To You I Bestow" by Mundy. Okay. And um, I. Uh, I didn't know it otherwise. I you may be right. I mean, they may have. They're a Scottish band, and frankly, I bought their album that featured this song uh, once, and I didn't like any of it mm-hmm. other than this song. Right. So, um, I think it might be one of those things where it was like an indie release in Scotland, or just you know, kind of bubbling under. And uh, so I don't. I don't know. It still fit the criteria to me that if it were existing, it was not so known or released so far in advance of the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack that it would be a total cheat. But uh, I love this track, and so I wanted to make sure I picked it. Um, right or wrong, to you I bestow by Monday. Well, you may not see me when you come by. I could be sharing someone else's pillow. And my love for you is better than diamonds. To you, everything I bestow. Tomorrow I'll be dancing on my own And I'll need a kiss for my head that's aching And I'll be a hungry dog without a bone Hoping my place with you's not taken Kiss me and tell me it's not broken Kiss me and kiss me till I'm dead See, I give you the stars 
I'll let it slide, because ah. yeah, I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. All right. I failed this one, then I guess. Huh? It, it's it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, okay. that uh, that soundtrack. Because there are a couple other songs on there too. I was I wanted to pick, but I uh, you know garbage is on there, and you know yeah. a couple other ones. But yeah, I feel like garbage appears on a lot of ninety uh, soundtracks, but it's all lifted songs. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. My number seven is probably. One of the great greatest hip hop songs of the '90s, mm. and it's from the Above the Rim soundtrack, and it's "Regulate" by <laughs> Warren G. G and Nate Dogg. It's um, yeah. such a great song. It lifts uh, Michael McDonald to keep forgetting, not love anymore. It's a great song. Yeah. Uh, it's just it lifts also from the beginning with Young Guns, the Regulators, uh-huh. and um, yeah, the, the song. You know, Warren G and Nate Dogg, they kind of lived that life yeah. a little bit. You know. They spoke about that in the song, and a funny story about the movie Above the Rim. My freshman roommate in college, they filmed the basketball scenes at his high school in Brooklyn. No way! Yeah, so before the um, the movie came out, he was telling me that they were filming this movie with uh, like Tupac and and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, cool. I wasn't wasn't a big Tupac fan. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then you know, the movie came out did well the soundtrack blew up the song blew up so it was like oh wow it's that's actually pretty cool mm-hmm. that they filmed this in your high school but yeah it's, wow it's, yeah one, one of the greatest hip-hop songs of the 90s uh yeah it's going to make an appearance a little bit later okay. <laughs> on my list um i've actually never seen the movie i just realized that just the second yeah i don't if i have it it was you know in the on in the background i have no recollection of it right also where the soundtrack is better than the movie i feel yeah probably yeah <laughs> okay um, well, good. Yeah, obviously, I, I uh, agree with yeah. your um, decision, and you'll find out when in right. just a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, for number six, you had talked about before the single soundtrack. Right. I went back and forth on this one. There are so many songs I could have picked. The two that I was debating again uh, between were Seasons by Chris Cornell okay. or Wood by Allison Chains, right. and I went with Wood. Because um, I, we were talking earlier about I, I'm a sucker for a really solid track one. And here's another, let me tell you another little story here. So growing up Mormon, I go on one of those two-year Mormon missions. You see the Mormon missionaries out there with the little ties and name tags. Right. And for those two years, we're not allowed to listen to secular music. Okay. Um, I 
uh, am teaching a lot of uh, college students at that time. And one of them uh, listen, is listening to this soundtrack. He has it on in the background whenever we come over, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love it. And so I bought the soundtrack thinking, well, when I get home and I can listen to music, I'm going to go bananas on the soundtrack because I feel like I know it because I've been in this guy's dorm room often enough. And sure enough, it, uh, like I said, it's the second best soundtrack of all time, if you ask me. Best one of the 90s. Hugely impactful. This song kicks it off so excellently. So I had to go with Wood. choice great choice um my, my number six is also from that soundtrack again mm. um and it's by pearl jam it's state of love and trust mm. uh it was originally going to be written during their 10 sessions when they were mm. releasing that album it didn't make the cut on that album and it made it on this soundtrack such such a great song um there, there's another pearl jam song on that album as well and mm -hmm. it just it's one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs, and I, I love when I've seen them in concert and they play this. It just, it's it's great. It's just like a song where about love, obviously, but it's just like loving your partner and trusting them. I mean, I know it's in the title, but it's 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 just like it goes it goes deeper, and I think that song really really simulates that.
Yeah, um, there were so many. The only song on that CD I don't like is the is Birth Ritual by Soundgarden. Okay, it's a little too aggressive right. for me, a little too hardcore. But everything else is I'm a I yeah. love it. Yeah, I was going to also pick uh, Nearly Lost You. That was also yeah in there. That was on. That was another one. Yep, yeah. that was up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good one. Uh, okay, so for number five. This is another obscure one. And this is the one, there are two times on this list where I am replaying a song that I played on one of those six-pack soundtrack episodes. So for number five, this is a song called Slack Hands by a group called Galliano. on the soundtrack to the movie 187 oh, which is this, Jackson, do you remember yeah. this movie yeah Samuel yeah. L. Jackson yeah uh, another one I saw in the theater but I haven't seen since and I remember really liking it sort of a gang banger 187 I think is the police code for a murder, murder. or yeah. something like that yeah and uh, this song is a, these I, this is another band where when I explored into all their other stuff I didn't like it as much I just really like this song 
It's got so many elements that I really love. It's got uh, kind of a uh, gospel-sounding choir in the background. It's got um, like some bongos or congas being played, some excellent per percussion. It's very jazzy, but also sort of trip-hoppy. Um, I love this song so much. And so, uh, yeah, number five. I'll have to check it out. Uh, I remember seeing that movie like in, in the theater too, and I don't think I... I saw it again. Samuel Jackson, he's like a chameleon. You know, yeah. every every role he plays is so different. I mean, except, you know, the cursing, of course. But it's, um, yeah, he looks different in every movie, and it's, yeah. he's great, yeah. But a uh, good one. Okay, uh, my number five is, is also, it's a cover. I have a couple mm. covers, you know, my top 20, and it's from the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. It's mm. Crash Test on Me's version of The Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead. <laughs> and uh by xtc which you know is, uh -huh. is a great song um sure. you, you hear the, you know brad uh brad roberts very baritone voice you know let's begin and then mm -hmm. you, you lead in you hear ellen reed this lovely voice is like whoa what is this you know this isn't mm -hmm. crush test on me so i'm not used to this and it's just she knocks it out of the park you know brad comes in with the chorus a little bit later with with ellen and it's just a very very um true cover of, of the song and like mentioned before in the previous list i'm a sucker for a female version of a cover and mm. you know and mm -hmm. this one and you know it's, it's a fun silly song you know a lot of xcc songs are and yeah. um you know this one just by also a very original band you know crush test dummies so mm -hmm. it's you know it's a really uh, really fun song and uh kudos to ellen reed Show around 
Uh, I don't recall the song off the top of my head, but I will admit I have never uh, given those guys a fair chance because I just can't take them seriously. And uh, I know that it's I, it, it's probably one of those things where if you explored beyond the songs that were played on the radio, you would find some things that were really different or worth your time. And I'm sure that's true if there are any fans out there. But I have an issue. I don't get excited about music that feels like a gimmick or a joke right. to me, you know. And um, they're fun, but they're fun like once to me. In fact, I'm not that big of a like a weird Al Yankovic fan. I mean, I I don't dislike him, and I think what right. he does there's some genius to it. But it doesn't. It's not my style, you know. Right. And so uh, I've never given these guys their due because I just can't imagine that I would like it. But maybe I would. Yeah, I mean, you might. I actually interviewed one of the members recently. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Ellen Reed, the you know the, the backup singer and the lead singer of the yeah. song. Um, yeah, in, in preparation for this, I went, you know, in a little rabbit hole listening to their stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it can be gimmicky. Definitely. Uh, one of my favorite albums that they did is certainly gimmicky, but mm. it's just, I think, um, Brad Roberts voice, the real baritone, it kind of like makes it gimmicky okay. to, to an extent. But if you want to yeah. listen to one, he, he did, um, kind of like a live album. It's called, I think, Crash Test Dude. And oh. he does. It's it's really funny because he does also a little like stand up in between some songs, and he does a lot of different covers as well. He does a cover of uh, "Hit Me Baby One More Time" by Britney Spears. Really? Check huh. check it out. It's it's very funny. So I mean, it, that, okay. it's certainly gimmicky, but you'll you'll definitely get a, a laugh out of it. <laughs> okay. Cool. But yeah, All yeah, right. That's my number five. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good deal. Uh, okay. Well, number four is. Uh, Primitive Radio Gods, okay. standing outside a broken phone booth. And this is another one where technically it was released before the movie, but very close together. Right. Didn't do anything but it, until it was on the Cable Guy soundtrack, and then that's when it blew up. We already spent a lot of time talking about these guys, so I don't, we don't have to get into it again. But uh, I love this song, so that's my number four.
this is one, by the way, I should say, I forgot that it was tied to a movie until I think I mentioned to you, I felt like I had my top 20 locked in. And then just earlier today, I was like, I should just Google like big songs from the 90s soundtracks just to make sure. And sure enough, I find all these ones that I had completely forgotten about. And I won't tell you which ones, but sub- several of them have been sprinkled into this list. And this is one of them. Right. Yeah. It, I, I guarantee we probably looked at the same article. <laughs> probably (laughs) yeah it was like the top 99 or something like that was that yeah yeah Yeah. i think it was on pop sugar or buzzfeed BuzzFeed, yes yes yeah yeah and it broke down like the most memorable honorable mention and like the low point or something like that yeah 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 yeah, it was definitely because i spent like a couple hours just like going through and listening it's oh crap i remember this song but yeah yeah but um yeah okay this one my number four i did not need that list for this song it's from reality bites and it's Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories Stay. You say I only hear what I want to You say I talk so all the time So She did not have a record deal when the song came out, and she hit number one. It yep. was um, it was written with um, I think she lived near Ethan Hawke, who was in the movie. Yeah, I, they lived, were friends. Yeah, they were friends. He actually directed the video. Um, yeah, it's just I mean it's it's a great song. I mean, it just introduced the world to Lisa Loeb, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
Mm-hmm. And the movie, the movie she's is so like, cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Still I've, so cute. She yeah. looks beautiful today. Yes. And I, I I've been yeah. trying to get her on. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've been turned down once, and hopefully I'll try again. But you know, okay. um, yeah. And the the movie itself, it's Reality Bites. It's a really good movie. So it's it's rare to have a movie I like on this list, and you know, with the song. But uh, yeah. yeah. Number number four. Stay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I gotta admit, I you know I liked this song at the time, but I never go back to it. I never right. I never think about it, so I didn't wasn't really in the running. However, uh, that's another one, Reality Bites, which is one of the most iconic soundtracks of the '90s, but it's largely existing music. Yes. There's that incredible uh, U2 song, "All I Want Is You." Of right. course, there's My Sharona. Right. Yeah. There's Crowded House, who are one of my favorite bands yes. of all time, with "Been Locked Out," which was an already existing song. Right. So there was hard. I couldn't. I decided just to not go there because there wasn't much to pick from according, you know, other than the one you did, you picked the one, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, good. Um, now for number three, again, one we've already talked about Warren G's regulate. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good too, but you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel. If you know what I mean, earn you keep. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the E so I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked select on 21 and Lewis. Some brothers shooting dice, so I said, let's do this. I jumped out the ride and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some gas, so I said, I'm Since these girls peeping me, I'm gonna glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking more and 12. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up and they all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for pound. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head, I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly, let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. 16 in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they dropping and yelling, it's a tad bit late. Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate. Next stop is the east side. 
it's uh it's one like you said it's one of the best hip-hop songs of the 90s it's uh i mean one of the best one hit wonders ever this guy can probably just die now i don't think, <laughs> know if he has to play a deli zone opening maybe he does i'm exactly. not sure but right. um or a half you know, time. good for him <laughs> yeah yeah or a halftime but uh yeah this song is the best I, I it veers a little bit on the guilty pleasure side it's almost so like funny sure. in its audacity to sample michael mcdonald but i love michael mcdonald too it, yeah. there's an audacity like a ballsiness to it like whoa you did that and it works Good for you, you know? It's a great song. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like any Michael McDonald song is great. So it's yeah, it's in it sure yeah, is. he picked the you know the, the, the best song with the best beat. So yeah, great song. Okay. My number three. Um, it's weird because this was featured in and I did not know this, uh, two different soundtracks. Uh, mm. I knew, I knew it from the Doc Hollywood soundtrack. Oh. But it was on a previous one <laughs> earlier that year. So it still makes the cut. It's uh, Chesney Hawks, the one and only. song it's um one hit wonder of course uh yeah a little bit of a guilty pleasure you know they play at the uh-huh. beginning of the movie but the it was originally featured in a movie called buddy song and mm-hmm. i just read up about this that chesney hawk hawks was in the movie and so was the who's roger daltrey so I'm like oh that's kind of interesting 
Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's just a fun, you know, silly little pop song, but which you never really hear anymore. It's just like, you know, uh-huh. gone. Maybe you'll hear it on Sirius, you know, uh, 90s and 9 when they do their, uh-huh. like, you know, Where Are They Now song or whatever like that. But it's just, you know, it's a fun, cute little song. And it just every time I hear it, it just makes me happy. <laughs> Good. Uh, last year, I had the producer of this song on the podcast, a guy named Alan Shacklock. Okay, yeah. And he told stories all about this. Um, the The Who and Chesney connection because he produced some Roger Daltrey so, uh, solo albums in okay. the 80s. I will tell you, I'm almost positive this song didn't come directly from that movie, uh, but I could be wrong. I'm not a Chesney Hawks expert. We moved to England in 1991 just after the Chesney wave started to die down, you know? Right. But he was he was still, he was kind of at the tail end of being a big deal when we moved out there. But um, yeah, that's funny that you you like this song that much. I I, I love the song. It's great, and it huh. was it was written by Nick Kershaw, who I absolutely yeah, that's love. right. Good. I love yeah. Nick Kershaw. So yeah. it's just you know it's another you know it's a you know guilty pleasure song. You know, I mean yeah. it's like all the other songs I think on this list have had like real substance, uh-huh. and it's like you know it's let's for one it can have a fun little song because you mentioned before, to me I forgot when but you, like the '90s kind of killed soundtrack kind of killed yeah. the fun. Well, the 90s killed fun. Yeah. That's what I always say, yeah. Right. So I think, you know, it's always good to have a little bit of fun. So, you know, that's why I picked the song. Good pick. Yeah. Good. Wow. Ballsy move. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. Uh, now, for number two, uh, this one could have been number one, but I'm going to go with number two. And uh, it's another one of those songs that I think you forget generated from a soundtrack, but it's I Die Without You by PM Dawn. Oh, great song. It came from the Boomerang soundtrack. Yes. Amazing how some things completely turn around. 
I love PM Dawn. I uh, I don't understand why more people don't love them. I think they are one of the most revolutionary hip hop groups ever. Um, their take on hip hop and R and B and melding it with with soul music and R and B, like he was such a great singer and a great rapper. They expanded the horizons of what you could do with her, with hip hop, and I felt like I feel like they got marginalized for it by gangster rap. You know, guys like N.W.A. or whoever are coming in saying, "Get out of here, you guys are wimps." You know, there's you don't know what it's like on the streets. And my thinking is, why can't you have both? We're so lucky to have P.M. Don extending the reach of what hip hop can be. I love. I think they're geniuses, and this song is especially beautiful. Yeah, it, it's a great song. It, they came out at like probably the wrong time, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe a couple maybe. couple of years earlier when they had the kind of like the whole Sophista pop, you know, mm-hmm. era. Maybe that would have been better for them. But like mm-hmm. they came out with obviously the new Jack Swing and stuff like that, and that wasn't them. Yeah, you know, and they you know, set a drift from Memory Bliss, where they lifted Spin a Ballet, which is also a great sample, um, mm-hmm. and getting them in that song as well. Um, yeah, it was just you know it's just. Basically, bad luck, you know, bad bad timing, yeah. but, you know, the band is great. Yeah, I yeah. love them. Yeah. Okay, so my number two is uh, we both had this uh, artist on our show. We both love him. Uh, it's mm. Duncan Sheik, and it's mm. Wishful Thinking from the Great Expectations soundtrack. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, love the song. Um, I've never seen the movie, I'll, I'll admit. Oh. Um, mm. But I heard the song, and it's just like love Duncan's first album into it like day and night front and back and when I heard that he was releasing you know any kind of music I immediately jumped on this what the CD single it's just a great song just Duncan's words I mean he is so, such an underrated songwriter mm-hmm. that people really just you know we talked about it with him just no barely breathing and and, yeah. and that's it and there's a lot more to his songs yeah. your, your interview with, with him is great how he broke down a lot of the first the first album, and it just, yeah. I, I really like the song, it's very powerful, and it's just um, a great song that's kind of forgotten. Listen to the waves, and everything communicates.
I had that soundtrack back in the day. I think I got it from like BMG or Columbia House or right. something like that. And uh, I remember liking it, but I don't still have it. I don't know what happened to it. But um, yeah, there's some good stuff on it. I think there was, isn't that, um, is it Chris Cornell does a version of, sings a song called Sun Shower, I think on there. That's really, really good. Anyway, it's a good soundtrack. Good pick. Thanks. Okay, number one for me. Uh, I don't know if you're going to know this one, but this is, I, I have spent hours of my life playing this song over and over and over again. And it's another one that I picked for the six packs of six pack soundtrack right? or whatever soundtrack six pack for pods and saws. It's a song called spirit by force one network spirit. on the boys in the hood soundtrack. Don't you know your brother's 
there's a lot of, you know, hip-hop on that soundtrack. I'm fine with hip-hop. It's not always my favorite thing. This comes as such a warm, welcome uh, surprise near the back half of that soundtrack. It's uplifting. The guys can sing. It, um, I just love it. It, and I used to, back in the day, just play it on repeat over and over and over and over again. And going back to what you mentioned, we lost John Singleton recently. I still can't believe it. Boys in the Hood is still his masterpiece. And uh, so, yeah, this is my number one song of the 90s. Great. Might be one of my number one songs of the 90s with or without a soundtrack tied to it. I just love it. Great choice. You know, great choice. Uh, yeah, soundtrack is iconic and the whole movie is. And, you know, losing right. John Singleton way too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my number one is surprisingly that it made this criteria because I always thought that it was on her album first, mm. and it's this artist. I want to say she's a lightning rod. Either you love her or hate her. There's no in between with this artist, and it's uh, Army and Me by Bjork.
This I wondered about this one. I assumed it came off of her album first, and so I didn't pick it. Right. Yeah. But it came off of Tank Girl first. Yes, it came out a few weeks earlier, so I got very okay. excited, and yeah, and then it was later on post. Yeah. Um, and it's all, it's fitting that you know this movie was garbage. Um, if I saw this in my house, I would have walked out of my house. If I saw this on a plane, I would have walked off the plane. But this song is such an... I, I love Bjork. And I do too. my wife, we went to a concert with her uh, maybe 16, 17 years ago. The whole, you know, swan dress era, which she wore yeah. on, on set. My wife still hasn't forgiven me about that concert yet. Um, really? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it, it was brutal. But, but this song, you know, it's kind of, like, you know, the, the whole industrial pop. And just the lyrics, the whole thing about behind the song was... She, her brother was like looking for work and have a job and, you know, just basically down in the dumps. And this was kind of like her way to kick him in the pants. If you listen to like mm. the lyrics, you know, Army and Me is basically, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Right, right. You know, and it's just, you know, it's a fantastic song. And um, she's a brilliant artist. Say, say what you will. You right. might not, you know, she's mostly not radio friendly or anything friendly. Uh, but this song, like like you said, this probably would be top five 90 songs for me. Mm. Not even, it's, you know, movie soundtrack. Yeah. This is just yeah. a brilliant song. Yeah, um, I have a lot of respect for Bjork. I hopped off the Bjork bandwagon quite a while ago. It just eventually got too weird for me. Right. And um, I haven't heard, I, I wish you would kind of go back to this. Those first three or four albums were Brilliant. solid in this yeah. same kind of like techno pop feel that you're talking about. Uh, debut was great. Post yes. was great. Um, the one after that, uh, photo. No, what is it? Uh, yeah, photogenesis or something like that. Um, something. Remember. Anyway, yeah. it's great. That one's great too. But then it started getting into these like acapella things, and it, I saw her. I, I just I don't care anymore. I, yeah. I like the old stuff. Right. I saw her in concert too. She came through Red Rocks. Uh, this was probably a while ago, maybe ten years ago, and uh, it was cool. It was uh, it was interesting, but again, it was largely the newer music that I don't right. I don't get that much that excited about. Yeah, so. yeah. She had Telegram, uh, Homogenic, but then yeah. um, I don't know if you saw the movie Dancer in the Dark with her. I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been movie, a while. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Um, I, I'll never watch. I love that movie. I'll, it's uh, one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen, and I'll I can't watch it anymore. Just really, the, the last scene is just like, oh my god! Uh, I mean, the music in that is—it's great. That soundtrack is fantastic. She she should have won the Oscar that year. She was unbelievable. But yeah. it's such a disturbing movie, and um, you know, obviously the whole swan dress at the Oscars when she was performing, yeah. you know, that that kind of stood out more so than you know her performance. But right. yeah, just I, I think she's a brilliant artist. I do too. She's very much an artist. Yes, you know. Um, yeah. And she follows her whims. You know, you mentioning that about the soundtrack, I completely forgot. There's a song she does on that soundtrack with Tom York called I've Seen It All. Yes, yes. I love that song. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that, so, might, that would have entered my top 20 somewhere. Yeah, I think that came out like 2000, that movie. Did it? Okay, well, then yeah. I feel better. Yeah, I wasn't that, sure. Yeah, that's why I didn't pick it because I, was like, I wasn't sure okay. when I went back and, and looked. But yeah, that, um, yes, yeah, so it's just it's very disturbing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I will say one more plug for another one of my very favorite soundtracks of that of the '90s is the sound the soundtrack of Velvet Goldmine, okay. and um, it's largely covers, 
and some existing pre-existing stuff. There's a few uh, um, originals on there. I couldn't pick one that I felt like really nailed the whole soundtrack, so I just skipped it all. But if anyone out there is a big soundtrack connoisseur, there's a lot to love on the Velvet Goldmine soundtrack. And I was gonna like pick a song <laughs> off the South South Park soundtrack because I think that's a brilliant soundtrack. Uh, yeah. It's you know it's very yeah. funny. I didn't know which one to pick, so I kind of left it. But it, all, all the songs are great. But I was yeah. I was really torn because I really wanted to pick um, <laughs> a song from Star Wars Episode One, which mm. is, you know from John Williams called Duel of the Fates. Which I mean it's a score, so you really shouldn't pick it. But they released a video. And MTV played it, and it actually made like TRL for that. like yeah. yeah for like twenty weeks or whatever it was. So I was gonna pick it, but I'm like, eh, maybe maybe I won't. But it's kind of an honorable yeah. mention. I, I love that song; it's probably the best thing uh, in the movie. Good one. But yeah, huh. yeah. Um, Chewbacca just died. The, the great Peter Mayhew, you know, yeah, who um, yeah wasn't playing Chewbacca in like the re- recent movies. He was like the oh. Chewbacca consultant. Because he was okay. like seventy four and he was like kind of in you know bad health, but he um, yeah. was on set and kind of like you know mentoring the new actor who played Chewbacca in the last few movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I will admit I'm not really a Star Wars guy. Um, so I I mean I'm sad that the guy died, but right. I'm not. It's not like you know my my childhood didn't die with him okay. in a way. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm a big Star Wars guy, so it's like. Uh, okay. Losing, you know, Carrie Fisher, and now, now sure. him, it's like childhood, you know. <laughs> yeah, really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But John, this yeah. was great. I will have to uh, come up with our next list soon because um, I know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the two thousands because I'm just, you know, I don't think there's anything really worth it. I think, yeah, I can't, I can't, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm not an expert there. All right, because it seems like um, kind of soundtracks died at like 1999. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have to think of something. Um, I don't know, track ones, whatever. Yeah. I, I love it. We'll uh, we'll think of something. These are fun. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good, John. Okay. And a special thanks to John for joining me today. Go check out the Hustle Podcast. Like I said before, it's great. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the person all one nine. Be sure to like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes to check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. I'd really appreciate it. If you don't have iTunes? Not a problem. The show's on SoundCloud. It's also on Podbean. Go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com for all your merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, phone cases, stickers. A new episode comes out every Wednesday. We'll see you next week.